Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 232, episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Friday, April 15th, 2022, which means we're mere a mere five days from 420. Mm. Uh, so get ready, buy your gifts for your buy sweethearts. Your gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Those Russell Stover's blunts. Yeah. Anything else that we need to tell tell the people to be celebrating? I mean, this? whatever. It's fucking national. Give your money to those fucking people who will go fuck all for you back. Day, I guess. Who? Tax day. Oh, oh, the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Hey, also, yeah. you know, shout out to you know since Bechdel cast stuff is canon over here. National Titanic Remembrance Day too. That's right. So let's not let it, lest we forget what we, happened. We shall never forget oh my god that's my grandpa my grandma was born three days before the titanic sank i just remember Uh-oh. that she passed are, away are like years real? ago oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, i'm like oh shit <laughs> oh no i forgot my grandma's 110th birthday <laughs> <laughs> well my name's jack o'brien aka obi-wan play no d 
That was my that was the and one nickname my friends came up with for me. Obi Wan play no D. Was that because you're just too focused? Just on too scoring buckets on, on the other side? Buckets, you know. Mm. It was actually a, a wildly inaccurate nickname. I did not get buckets and I was good at defense, but it, it Oh, worked. that was you? Okay. That was me. Yeah. Okay. Locking them up. Annoying to play with and against. Oh, right, because they're like, dude, he's useless going on the other under end of the court, <laughs> but he can lock them down, bro, on the wings. And as we talked about, I could get net. So I yeah. also had crazy boosties, <laughs> uh, which you, you, you can hear all about, as well yes. as other things related to basketball in the NBA. On our podcast, Miles and Jack got my boosties, which I co-host with uh, the co-host of this show. Imagine as this always, show. Mr. We, <laughs> it's all <laughs> basketball talk. Latest episode, though, with Roy Wood Jr. is Roy Wood Jr. fucking amazing. Very good. Very yeah. fun. Go check that shit out. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined right here on this podcast yes. by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Linda Linda. Look at Linda Linda. Linda Linda. Linda, listen, Linda. Okay, now this is a very specific AKA. Shout out Kazumik on the Discord because this is a Japanese song from the 90s by a group called the Blue Hearts, and it's called Rinda Rinda. And because we were talking about Linda, Linda, look it, look it, honey. Look it, honey. This baby. person decided to go deep into the wells of Japanese popular music and say, How about this for an AKA Miles? I appreciate that. So thank you, Kazumik. On Discord. That's probably the only. Well, let's introduce our guest, and then I want to talk more about the Linda viral video mm-hmm. that is 15 years old, possibly, and <laughs> everybody has seen. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But first, we're thrilled to be joined by a very funny comedian and writer and podcast host who's mm-hmm. written for Good Mythical Morning, Crack Reductress, Brock Meyer. You can hear on her podcast. You can tell me anything, and on her debut album, we're still doing this. One of our favorite guests on TDZ. One of yeah. your favorite guests on TDZ. TDZ. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Teresa Lee. Teresa! Yo, yo, what's up? Uh, I'm going to do a cheer from my eighth, uh, when I ran for student government in middle school. Okay, here it goes. Okay. I don't know if I remember it correctly, but plug in the cord, get ready to roll. Hurry, heat it up. It's getting kind of cold. Come on now, scream. Come on now, shout. Let's go scream and shout and want something them out like. T-E-R-E-S-A. She rocks this world. She rules this school. She's so fine and she's so cool. Teresa. Vote for Teresa. Yeah. Wow. I didn't win. I did not get elected. (laughs) That's disappointing. That that sounds like you should have. Yeah. Was there something about plugging something in and getting warm? Were were you running on a uh, will provide electric blankets during the cold school day platform? Uh, you know, this was a peak bring it on influence era, era where it. we were, you know, I would say bring it on walks so the mean girls, sexy Santa dance could run. Um, right. We really were just, you know, making up cheers, thinking that cheerleaders of sports were out there saying things like water, it's getting hotter. Like that's not <laughs> how cheers go, but... It's poetic. You, <laughs> you're bringing hot. a little bit more, a little bit more than the typical yeah, cheerleader yeah. of sports. What were you going to bring up about the Linda Look It discourse? Oh, I was just going to ask. Can somebody please catch up with that young man? Like, what? what is, I, that, I, I, is that Rosalia? Are you talking about Linda, the Rosalia song? Or are we talking about something? No, else? no, no. Remember, remember that viral video from like 
2014 of that little boy who's like, Linda, honey, Linda, no, Linda, look it. No, Linda, <laughs> when he's like talking to his I own mom. I don't remember that, but that's hilarious. I remember I when you said Linda viral video, I thought, do you remember Aisha? Like the song Aisha, by Aisha. This is like Aisha. Oh, yeah, no, another like bad creation. YouTube days. Oh, OK. No, it's this guy <laughs> who uh, is this like guy, a teenage boy in his room and he just sings. I think I want to say as an adult, I think it was a joke. But as a kid, we were like, this guy is a fucking nerd. But I think he meant to be funny. He's like singing the song. He's like, she moves, she moves. And then the text pops up like, how? Aisha, Aisha. Oh, mm, okay. You guys gotta look it up. You'll know what I mean. I'm sure yeah. if I saw, look, I feel like if we both watched those videos, you'd remember my little Mateo, Linda, look it, honey. And I would probably remember okay. this one. But this is that little, bo- here, like, let me just. Let me just give you the audio. This is going to be the main subject of our podcast going forward. Is it this okay, why is this? Why am I getting pre-rolls in front of the Linda Look It child? They know. There's a great song by Rosalia called Linda. And I thought you were like referencing that because it's like, it's a fun booty banger. Definitely. Which one guys, is that on the new album? You know, want to wiggle your butt, put it on. It's called Linda, but it's just like really fast. Like, I can't speak Spanish. I was I've been uh, I've been really listening to the new album heavy. Is it on that one or it's okay. on the the one before? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure it's on that one with the chicken teriyaki. It's got that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's on there. What's it called? Anyway, we'll look. Oh, here, okay. Here's here's oh, hold on. This is this a little boy. <laughs> okay. But I have to yell at you guys. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, it can touch everything at grandma's house. Okay. <laughs> okay, then what? Then Yo, it is so disrespectful. Okay, then what? <laughs> <laughs> it's because okay. he's been listening to adults talk too much. Listening yeah. to me. I asked you not to do something. Linda, but listen to me. Look at if you do something, if you get that out that bird thing off, you're gonna break it. Okay, but I'm asking, I'm letting you know but that you cannot. Know, Linda, no, Linda, I'm. Linda, li- lick it, lick it. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Lick it, lick listen to me listen now. To, listen to no, me. No, you're not listening. Okay, does this not ring a bell at all? Oh my god. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen that, but watching that, I'm like, she's gotta be just doing this for the video, right? Because at some point, I'm like, she's talking to him like she's trying to re- or <laughs> actually reason with him. It's really funny. I know. Well, because his body language is such of is that of like a dismissive 55 year old mm-hmm. man who's like, just like, <sighs> right. What do, what do I have to like tell Linda. her again? Linda. And but then it's like mixed in there are like little things that are appropriate to a three year old about being like, you got to get the thing off the thing. Like the, the thing he's worried about is uh, doesn't right. make any sense. She, she, she said this all happened because she had to, she was trying to have get him to eat dinner, but he wanted to skip to dessert. Yeah. And so yep. and she was wow. trying to reason with him. And that's when he she's like, OK, I got to just record this because he is not giving this up at all. So they say funny. catching up with him now. He was so what he's about. He's probably like 11 now. And yeah, in this, in this catch up with him last May, they said he's great. He's getting into martial arts. OK. Yeah. All right. Because I guess I was wondering, like, would he would his trajectory continue along that path? And like, 
Well, well, (laughs) bodily, he may be a toddler in this video. Spiritually, he is 55. Like, he is aging spiritually at, like, a incredibly rapid rate i was just wondering like if as an 11 year old he's like hello no what they also say because let's of play shuffleboard they said in the social distance learning phase he started a very successful podcast becoming a boys rights advocate okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that is where that idea should end at 11 where you're like boys don't get any of the rights we don't we got need... rights am i right we boys? Sh- <laughs> am i right my they're fellow boys looking. yeah <laughs> they're not I looking feel like, okay i've been thinking i feel like I, if i had it i don't know if this is like too new agey but if my children you know in the future can like properly and at like successfully negotiate dessert but like with you know properly including good listening and being able to present their case and have thought it through i would reward that by letting them because i feel like that's a better skill like having vegetables before ice cream is not as important of a skill as knowing how to express your wants and needs (laughs) and becoming a, a masterful rhetorician to get what you want that's yeah. the skill we need. I, mean, I eat ice cream as an adult all the time before dinner. And I just yeah. as long as I know I'm going to eat, eat the dinner, it does. Nobody knows hey. for me. And I feel like it's a big illusion that we have to have dinner before dessert. Yeah. No, no, no. You I can mean, have that di- sounds great. I treat parenting like trench warfare, where if they if I give up an inch, <laughs> I've lost. Okay? Right. They can never get any it's- progress with me. No, right. That's that's true. Like that, there there is like a certain parenting mindset that I think is like the default that your brain goes to. That is like, you know, well, I have me. to be an authoritarian here. And yeah, there are plenty of moments where it's it's great to remember. Oh, or I could just like delight my kid and be like, ah, fuck it, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> be fucking Santa, yeah, yeah. All right, well, Teresa. It's so wonderful having you back on the show. We're going to get to know you even better in a moment. First, we're going to okay. tell her listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Sometimes it's fun to just check in with the world of crypto and look at how that's all working out. And we might even get to the Fantastic Beasts series. Mm-hmm. All of that, plenty more. Before we get to it, Teresa, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, gosh, this is going to be really telling. And in some ways, last time I came on and I asked people for help with the wall, I got a lot of actually very helpful answers. So I didn't find my answer on Google. So I'm going to tell you guys and maybe some of the site gang will have answers. But um, I've been well, I so I Googled I Googled sleep talking like chronic won't stop. But I'm trying to figure out the correlation (laughs) outside of being tired because I have like theories that it's like correlated to like me getting treatment for PTSD and allergies, but it's like too big of a web. But I've been sleep talking in a way that's like in- disruptive to people around me. Like, <laughs> like if I'm if I'm at my boyfriend's place, I'll like wake him up and ask him if he wants a bagel in the middle of the night. And to the point where it's like, it's not endearing anymore. It's very frustrating <laughs> for him. And for me too, but when I'm alone, right, right. I like usually just go back to sleep. But I do like to the point where I'm like, I feel bad. I wish you understood. I had no control over this. And he does know, but I could tell it makes him uh, <laughs> frustrated. It's like where was one night I like woke him up like every hour. Sometimes I'll scream. Sometimes I'll cry. I have no control over it. And mm. I 
thought that it was like temporary because I had like, you know, done uh, trauma therapy, but now it's been like months and um, I have no idea why it's happening. But mm. I feel fine when I wake up in the morning. I still wake up with the sun. So in some ways, I think that like, I'm like dreaming out loud almost, but right. I don't know how to stop it. So if any Zygang is like, you know, in neuroscience or uh, understands... <laughs> Or if you're a witch, you know, I'm I'm open to anything. Yeah, right. Wanna, like re- remove a curse <laughs> or something. That's fine. Your body just like gives you a word count at the start of the day and it's like, ah, you gotta get you gotta get two hundred and fifty more words out there <laughs> before wow. we're done. You here. know, that's the closest explanation to possible that I've heard because I do talk a lot. And during pandemic <laughs> I probably saved a lot of words. You, so you banked up a few extra. My body's like blah. Right. I mean, the superego is is like an editor or, you know, so the superego <laughs> in your brain is like, all right, we're, we're keeping track. We're keeping tabs. May, maybe your superego is just being like, uh, we, we got to hit 2000 words today or else uh, we don't. I'm like a word know. with my superego because, you know, I'm going to look at Linda negotiate my superego. <laughs> yeah. Linda. Have young Mateo negotiate Linda. with it. Wait, and. Did you say like the bagel? That's real. Like you're consistently offering a bagel. Um, but yeah, I woke him up. Well, so I, I remember this one because it's what I, I woke up on. But sometimes I won't remember. It. But I like literally woke him up. Like very, I was like, "Do you want a? Do you want a bagel?" Like so ca- calmly, and he was like, "No." And I was still thinking that we were in a car and I was getting him the breakfast. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Like he was kind of rude about it because I woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh then in the moment i felt bad but then as soon as i like fully woke i was like oh my god i'm so sorry right. so i don't know i will say he also sleep talks not as much as me his is very cute but i caught him sleep talking where he'll say like i love you so much and then one day i was like oh are you talking to me he's like i was like talking to me or yourself and he's like oh i think i was talking to myself and i was like oh all these times i thought he was saying i love you so much i was like thinks he's like half asleep like telling me but sometimes he's telling himself so that's really cute, but also very funny to me because yeah, very also like oh, look at him talking to me. I don't know, that's selfish. He's just like, I love you so much. Please <laughs> do, uh, affirm yourself well away from my hearing area, please, or else I will get confused. I'm, I thought you were saying you loved me, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you guys are both like the, the like your urge that's coming out is to feed him and give him a bagel, and uh, his urge is to express self love. Like you guys are a healthy ass couple. I love yeah. it. I love it for both of you. Except we don't get sleep because no. Um. Yeah. I guess that's nice. It's better than waking someone up and be like, "Help." Also, like yeah. fairly rational compared to sleep talking that I've encountered and been part of. So when I'm. St- I, I noticed uh, Her Majesty said there are times I'll just sit up straight in bed mm-hmm. and then like, like scan like the room. Dracula. Like, like I Yeah, Lillian? no, sarcophagus shit. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just like looking around and she'll be like, if she if I fall asleep before and she's reading, she'll be like, you good? And then apparently I say nothing and I just go like right oh back down. God. But it's it stopped since I exercised more, I think. You know, that could be it. I'm not exercising. It could be I'm trying to get a core workout, too. Maybe that was my body being like, yo, get this, get this core, get to sit up in real quick. Like, like, oh, shit. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but my wife, like, do, does some sleep talking. It's a lot of sleep, like, punching and kicking. Like, she's she's a violent sleeper. Later. But, yeah. It, but, yeah, it's not, like, 
every, consistent every night. So that's that's interesting. Look, you know, we're all doing stuff yeah. when we're sleeping. So get up, yeah. like, gang. It's, yeah. If you know. What is something you think is overrated? Um, I, you know, I really don't have a lot of answers for this because I'm kind of liking things right now. So I'm going to go back Great. to childhood. Never liked this. Never understood it. I don't understand why it never got phased out. Just like lemon flavor things. Not like lemon lemonade, but like lemon meringue pie, lemon Skittles. Like I thought we'd just have like canceled it by now um, and it's still <laughs> around and I don't understand why it's just not good. It doesn't taste like lemon and it's that's it. That's the that's the tweet. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get that. Tweet. Lemon Starburst. I hate it. Wow. Lemon Skittles didn't to me. It felt like because lemons you don't eat just off the tree, you know? Yeah. So I had a brain that I'm the same. I have this disconnect where I'm like, I'm never, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, apple, fuck you. you take that shit and you bite into it. Strawberries, easy. Watermelons, easy. Grapes, easy. Lemons, I'd be like, the fucking thing I bit as a kid and like almost had a panic attack because I wasn't ready for the sour. Like, nah. That Tom York woke up sucking? I mean, yeah. come on. Exactly. Yesterday, I believe, he woke up sucking on lemon. <laughs> on lemon. On lemon. Everything. Lemon. But yeah, I, I, and I, but I love, I love it as a, like, I get it as an ingredient. I think citrus is amazing, but I'm with yeah. you. Like, candy that's lemon flavor? No. I love lemon flavor. And pie specifically. Shit. Do you like lemon, lemon meringue pie, Jack? Uh, I don't like the meringue, but I'm here for the lemon. I like key lime pie. Key lime pie is my favorite pie. I I oh. love that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like Starburst lemon Starburst are are like a throw, you know, they're the last one that gets eaten in yeah. my star mm-hmm. Starburst rotation. And the but you you mentioned apple and apple Skittles are definitely my last. I I prefer lemon Skittles over apple Skittles. Wait, there's there's an apple, apple Skittles? Skittles? Yeah, the green is apple. Has been for a while. What? I, I thought think. that was lime. I know. I did, too. And Wait, then I was like, why what? don't I fuck Whoa. with these? I think that's right. That's wild. I no. got to try it again. I thought it was lime. That green one. Was it lemon, that green uh, one. Warheads are good. Skittles. Wait, sweet green? Yeah. I thought they were all lime. What is a sweet green? I mean, I don't so know. So the company is oh. adding its lime flavor back to its original variety of candy. Many Skittle fans were shaken when, in 2013, the candy maker switched the flavor of green Skittles from lime to green apple. Oh, that's oh. So since 2013, it's been apple. Yes. Okay, I haven't bought Skittles since like '98. Oh man, what's what's going yeah. on? Are you okay? Yeah, man. I'm just you know I'm. I'm oh, I'm you're going, an adult. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Th- that <laughs> and I just Skittle. I would when I bought candy, it would always be something with chocolate. Like I just don't buy gummy yeah, shit. Yeah, same. That's not how I get down. So uh, and since 2021, has gone back to lime. So I think it was. I think it was when Teresa, you and I worked at that company that had big things of candy all over the place, including like a big oh. Skittles thing that like you could turn it and Oh, EW scripts? EW, I I think this was uh when we were under demand media. Demand. Actually. Oh, you mean land. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've I actually feel like Skittles botch their marketing because when I was little, like I didn't I'm the same with my as Miles, I like the chocolate, but I remember the commercials like getting me. I was like, taste the rainbow. Yeah, bitch. I want to yeah. taste the rainbow. And yeah. now they're so far off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They've lost it. How the mighty fall. How the mighty fall. What's something you think is underrated? 
Um, I think, okay, customer service like is underrated. And this is not just because I like good customer service, because I think the term now just brings up like shitty call call centers now. But I do like I started a new job and it's a small company and I feel like I won't um, just to keep my job separate. I won't say what it is, but sometimes I'll get calls from people and I'm like, even if people are frustrated, I'm just like, oh, maybe because I'm still in that new job honeymoon phase. But I realized like when I'm nice, like sometimes they're just like so surprised, like, oh, my God, thank you for helping. And that makes my day better. And I realized that customer service call centers get a lot of angry callers. But I just like dread having to call any company. And whenever there's companies that do end up having like clients go to Twitter or whatever, then the CEO steps in and they fix it. But I'm like, why don't we just make customer service actually like what it used to be, which is people actually caring and people who want to do that job instead of being like, oh, let me just get a voice on the line who's going to know nothing. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this, but it just feels like a... Let's pay these people like shit so they have to be completely exhausted to earn a living wage uh, because they're working so many hours. And then, yeah, be surprised when they're... Make it a high-value job again. Right, exactly. Make a high-value, pay people for it, and a high-value customer service rep who's paid for their time is going to love that and going to be doing a great job fielding calls. But oftentimes I'll be like on hold forever. And then finally they'll talk to their manager, which is like, I always hate making them feel bad. So I'm always like, Hey man, just can we skip to the part where yeah, <laughs> you do yeah. that, but they have to follow their script. And I'm always like, this sucks for you too. It's just that they've gotten so good with the automated ones. You know, <laughs> those are so good. I just always feel taken care of. By them. Especially so, when you like, say something, you're like, select your option now. You're like, yes. And you hear. And I'm like, uh-huh. what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> Somebody fucking complain that there's no Internet in my neighborhood right now. I don't need to hear right. these. Yeah. Yeah. Robust. Sounds. But yeah, it was wild during pandemic because some of the call centers, I know people were working from home and it would just be like, you know, you call a huge company like Spectrum or something. and then you could hear a baby crying and they'd be like, oh, let me see. But then it also humanizes everyone more. So I feel like it's easier to connect as a human. Like, obviously, we all know that these are just jobs. But sometimes when I'm like able to get to that, like, oh, hey, like, how's your day? Then they're just like more willing to listen. And I'm more willing to just like be like, don't worry, I'm not going to yell at you. But I think some of it's out of fear because I'm sure they get yelled at all the time. But it's like just imagining that they're like at home on their cell fielding a call and cooking dinner. I'm like, oh, "Oh, it's thankless. You got a second? Let me. Yeah, it's that's why, like, to your point, like, I'm just like, just put me on the phone with the person I can yell at because it ain't you. <laughs> it's not you. I know right, that. I know right, it's right. not you because you just answered. They do cannon fodder. You know what I mean? Because they know people like me are trying uh-huh. to get through to re- have real complaints. And I'm I'm always like, I'm always say, like, I know this has. No, I'm like, I know it's not you. Like, I know it's not you. I know this is your job. And I'm like, always like. Just please get me to the person who like can make that make the decision here or who when I threaten to cancel my service will try to do more than be like, we can offer you showtime for two days. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm not paying this month. I'm not paying this month. My whole life is on the Internet. Man, I just had a really good customer service experience while at canceling our car insurance from one company to go with another company. And the people I talked to to cancel it were both very kind and like you know asked what the rate was we're like all right we can't beat that that's good like and then we're also like oh you already started your policy well let's like your money back yeah let's get you money back from our company as you were leaving 
I was like, okay. They typically, yeah. I, although, man, I remember last time with a insurance company that shall not be named when I had overlapping insurance. It took me so long for them to like, they're like, can you get another letter that said when your coverage started? I'm like, no, I sent you three versions. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. They, it has not, the money is not back to me at this point. <laughs> so I should, I should probably hold my yeah. tongue for now. They're going to fight me to the grave. Yeah. But all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk NFTs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And we're back. And, you know, like there, there was a lot of excitement about NFTs, about crypto over mm -hmm. these past few years. 
Still is, man. Still is. Still, man. still a lot of excitement. Now you're starting to hear people who are like, it seems like all of these are pump and dump scams. Like, no, there's no value being offered. No but, okay. way. <sighs> but there's still a crypto.com arena. So uh... I know. <laughs> and the so that's crept in, but there's still. I feel like the the overall, if you just like took a cross section of the population and like ask them about that uh about nfts or crypto the answer would be somewhere between i don't know what that is and yeah man like all about it let's get let's get it let's secure the bag let's get it yeah because i i feel like the stories that made the front page were like 2.5 million dollars for a nft and then we haven't we haven't really checked in where's that next part where they're like then he f-? well it was early on right it would be like someone bought it for fucking 3k now it's worth fucking 120 and yes. they did it this kid's 14 and you're like oh okay i see that and what you're referencing is very specific right this crypto investor named sinai Stavi, he purchased the nft version of jack dorsey's first ever tweet on twitter okay when it's like setting up my twitter or whatever the fuck that the tweet is mm-hmm. he bought that shit for a cool two and a half million dollars. And he tweeted this at the time. And again, keep in mind, this was this was like one about one year ago. He said, this is not just a tweet. I think Excellent. years later, people will realize the true value of this tweet. Like the Mona Lisa painting. Painting <laughs> is capitalized, but I get it. You'd oh be very... Robert, the Mona Lisa painting, MLP, as we call it, is a brand, Absolutely. Miles. Like, don't, he, he should be capitalizing that, of course. Yeah, neuro-linguistic programming. And, well, I guess it didn't take years for people to realize the true value of a fucking oh, JPEG. Gosh. Because this man went around earlier in April this month. He was saying, like, you know what? I've decided to sell this NFT, he tweeted. The world's first ever tweet, in parentheses. And donate 50% of the proceeds, parenthetical, $25 million or more to charity. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> crunching the numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was apparently uh, expecting to bring in now f- upwards of $48 million for this NFT that he bought for $2.5 He put this shit up for auction, like, you know, on like OpenSea or one of those like NFT sites. And when the auction closed... Guess what the highest bid was, Jack? You're looking. I know you know what the answer is, but Teresa, sixty-nine dollars. See, okay, you getting you betting sixty-nine? It's a little bit higher than that. I'm not gonna lie. You can go a little bit higher than Fine. that. Fine, twelve thousand. No, uh, that's too high. Two hundred seventy-seven dollars was the highest bid. That's not two hundred seventy-seven k. I was expecting a k. Right? Nah, there. nah, nah. Two hundred seventy-seven wow. singles. Okay, was on offer. He isn't obligated to sell because, like, that's just just more to see, like, who's willing to, like, make an offer that's, like, viable. Oh um, and he's holding on. But, uh, yeah, th- right now, uh, uh, it sounds like the best offer is 10000 Which is less than $48 million, I think. Which <laughs> which was also, belo- seemed like $48 million was below what he was willing to accept since he wanted to uh, donate 50%, at, which would equaling yeah. out $25 million, So This is, like, classic, like... Uh... Scam. I feel like pyramid scammer, but so dumb. Where like whoever he, the guy he bought it from probably was like, "Oh yeah, like this is great." Because it's like you're the you're supposed to be selling it for a high markup, right? But not buying it and be like, "Fuck yeah, I got a deal." 
like <laughs> he was guessing it would go up in 10 years so he he paid the middle like maybe what maybe it would have been in five years if the timeline he was yeah, on actually went that way but he just what, skip, skipped ahead and now he's fucked because he put this value on it by trying to sell it too soon like you yeah. can't even fake it now like you can't even no. wait 10 years and then be like it's i'll still sell it at cost like you can't it's not even worth that anymore no, you're out here being like 48 million. Somebody's like, bro, I'll give you 277 bucks. <laughs> They're like, Fuck. I have that in my house right now. I can go around to the various drawers, gather up the change. I can get that to you. Oh, yeah. But I need you to say yes right now or else no deal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very heartbreaking uh, to see, you know, I just couldn't have happened to somebody who deserved it less uh, mm. to get such a fraction <laughs> Of his two and a half million. But you can see from the math he's using, right, that he, I think in his mind, he thought he would at least 10x. Because I think it, he's thinking if I'm giving 25 to charity, 50% of the proceeds, he thinks it's going to go to 50. He's going to 10x his two and a half million to 25 million. And he's like, well, the other 25, I can just give away to charity at that point because I've done my part. I mean, uh, in some ways, he did give it to charity by buying this NFT. Um, I mean, most of yeah. the people selling NFTs will be needy charity in a years it seems the charity detail is fun because it suggests a series of meetings where he and his financial advisors are <laughs> planning out the money mm -hmm. that oh like God. what they're gonna do with the 50 million and he's having to be like no 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 like trust me this is going like now that i'm famous once we make okay. this sound then like people i'm gonna want to buy the goodwill with this 25 million dollar donation to charity like that. yes okay what did he do before? Like, because he had 2.5 lying around or did he take out loans because this was a big investment for him? No, I think he's a like he he's a crypto like evangelist investor. So okay. I think he has money from. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 2.8 million. <laughs> uh, it's even worse. Um, but yeah, he I, I, I have a feeling it was because he, you know, like was early on in crypto, had some money. thrown. I don't know what his net worth is now uh -huh. or whatever, but this feels to me like a problem that's actually self-balancing problem because all the news that reports on big expensive crypto sales make us everyone want to get into it on the bottom but actually all those trades are happening in like a small portion of the people who've been in it for so long so in some ways it's actually good for everyone else because it's evening it out i don't you know hope. if that makes sense but it's almost like like they're trading within each other and they forgot they forgot that they're all inflating their own prices so none of the regular folks like me would necessarily even be considering buying a 2.5 million NFT, like maybe if you were like, it's $40, you would get a bunch of people who are like, oh, Beanie Babies, you know, that kind of thing. But I feel like in some ways this evens it back out. So if there is any value, it'll even back out within five years. But if yeah, it's well, done, then it'll all go away. Yeah, the downside is like the, first of all, like anytime there's a financial market that's created without regulation, it tends to be a way for the people with money to prey on people with less money. Like they find mm -hmm. a way to bend the things like people with power and influence are going to use that power and influence to make the rules so that they get to keep their money and get to keep the money of the other people they're doing transactions with. And it's also the because of the unregulated side of this, like people who are knowledgeable about nfts and crypto is like say that the money tends to flow rightward towards like authoritarians and uh the american right so it's yeah. making the rich richer which it, i guess that that was happening anyways in america but also like it 
gives, I, I guess there's a lot of authoritarian governments around the world that are getting richer off of this shit. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, speaking of the money flowing rightward, let's check in with the Let's Go Brandon coin that, you know, if you were maggot out uh, and looking to get in on the crypto wave, I mean, this Let's Go Brandon token or what we call LGBT uh, <laughs> looked like a surefire way out of your ex-wife's new husband's back shed. But we get it. You <laughs> fell for Trump grifts. You fell for Q grifts. You fell for fucking ivermectin grifts. And now you just want to feel like you can fucking win something. So when this shit came around, it, it was widely promoted by like MAGA influencers, like people like fucking Candace Owens and fucking even Key Bumps Jr. I mean, uh, Donald Trump Jr., was like out here <laughs> posting about it, being like, this is like the future of freedom of speech, bro. <laughs> like fucking whatever the fuck it was. And they promised that this thing would take off because we're in talks. They were saying like the people who are behind the coin, they're like, we're in talks with fucking NASCAR, okay, to potentially sponsor, hold on to your butts, fucking Brandon Brown's car, the original Brandon of Let's Go Brandon, okay? We were going to get... And if we get that, this thing, I mean, it's going to be so visible, you're going to start making your money. Well, NASCAR was like, nah, we're not like just basically deaded the deal uh, and it wasn't going to happen. The price started going down and then people were starting to be like, this feels like a fucking scam now. Like I put all this money into it and now there's a class action lawsuit being brought from a few different investors against some of these influencers and the people who like minted the coin or this token to try and get their money back. Although like there's a lot of like finger pointing where like the people who are like working with the coin were like, I don't know, this person was such a fan. Like I got emails where they're like, I'll do everything to market this coin for free. Please, I'm simping for LGBT. Uh, let's go Brandon token. And the now we have a lot of hurt feelings and broke people. People like Candace Owens are named in this class, class action lawsuit. So that's like the state of it now. And people are denying any wrongdoing. But I want to point to this moment because. I think what's important is like pointing out these like these very specific moments, like in when a like the, the crypto grift is in when you have to, you know, because celebrity endorsement is like the hugest, like that's the part, you know, like that gives it legitimacy. We saw that when Paris and fucking Fallon were like pretending to give a fuck about board yacht club ape or whatever the fuck that shit was. So in this version, there was this guy who's also, I believe, named in the lawsuit. He had fucking the biggest of MAGA influencers, big poppy comb over himself, Donald Trump, in the building or remotely to come on his podcast. And basically he shoehorns in this like, let's go Brandon token with Trump on the air and like gifts him like a bunch of tokens to try and give it some legitimacy. But Trump is so old and doesn't really know. It just sounds like just you just here. Listen to this. And uh even Biden liked it, if you think about it, right? They asked him about it, and he about thought it was Brandon. great. He thought it was wonderful. His wife was mortified, but he thought it was wonderful. Yeah, he did. He said uh, at that interview, he, he said, let's go, Brandon, I agree. So James Katulis is a major stakeholder in this meme token. Uh, the meme token is let's go for let's go, Brandon, and James wanted me to give you 500 billion of these let's go tokens. So they are yours, uh -huh. Mr. President. They are earmarked well, for you. 
And uh, the, the sounds thing, good to me. I don't know exactly what it means, but it sounds good to me. Well, the thing the thing uh -huh. they want to do with this to this token is support the truckers. They want to support firemen, police, See? nurses, Here's doctors that have been right fired here. because of the because of the the yeah. jazz mandate. Uh, they're gonna do. A you can hear him Trump on the other end, like rustling, like he's like, "Yo, what the? F I'm trying to get off this call." He's now. like, "What are right. we talking about? Is this a physical thing that's gonna show up at uh -huh. my door? Like, do I have to sign for it?" He's uh -huh. like, <laughs> he was like, "What?" He's like five hundred billion dollars. It's like I don't right. want this. It's like the fuck is let's go. It turns out that amount that he said was offered it uh, come came out to around forty five thousand dollars. But hey, after it sounds good to me, the price fell nineteen percent right after that. Ah, that's so funny. Isn't the whole point of like these that you can't like mint five hundred billion of a thing and claim that that's a that that's money? Because like you're supposed to, it's supposed to be a difficult process a time-consuming and energy-consuming process that makes it so that like each of these has some sort of basis and like well there's only one of these but well there's like a volume cap but maybe he owned that much that he thought he was going to sell by now so he's like well let's give it to trump and it's his problem because then he'll want the value to go up but yeah it just seems like impossible the two have minted 500 billion nfts <laughs> but anyways it's fun to it's fun to hear trump start to you know huh, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, sounds good so to me funny. i don't know exactly what that means that was the most reagan-ish reagan -ish, yeah like they, trump has tried to claim reagan so many times but that was the first time he actually had a had a claim to the mantle <laughs> it's like uh-huh uh -huh. i have to ask him it does feel like also he probably got paid for that appearance which is like trump's probably just out here just doing like cameos now and they're like all you have to do is come on and hype up our coin He's like yeah sure whatever great and it's like he made the price drop 20%. yeah it's uh it, it, again it's it, they're they're like marketing to a group of people who are, are just gonna buy something have no idea what's going on like even less so than i think most people who are probably into crypto because you know we saw this too with like the nfts that they're, they were hawking of like a Melania Trump watercolor and shit and all these other nonsense like fucking Trump coins. And the it's Melania again, Trump watercolor, like you don't need, is it a watercolor painting of her or a watercolor that she painted? She made as an right. NFT. So like you don't need an NFT attached to that to make it valuable. Like that's a beautiful work yeah. of art. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> they're going to buy the, they're fuck, they're going to fucking buy the JPEG. Idiot. Just let them fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow amazing amazing uh things happening in the world of nft continue to think the paris hilton appearance on jimmy fallon will be in museums years from now truly yeah Bef <laughs> before uh before the nft of uh jack dorsey's tweet right. that'll, yeah which, which one will be in the museum first them, just the completely surreal uh because yeah the audience that doesn't know what's happening, but is like cheering for the pictures that they're showing them of their NFTs, like they are pictures of babies. It is right, we're, and we're it'll fucked. be like <laughs> babies. Babies are the original NFT. Yeah, it's true, one of a kind. Right. <laughs> no, I'm saying that the museum plaque will say like the moment the crypt oligarchy started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did you have anything else on babies being the original NFTs? I like that idea. <laughs> um, I mean, 
the it's not like a pre-written one but i you really did make me think that because literally you have to be in that location to create it there's two people who sign off on it at least you know and then there's a lot of energy that is ex ex uh expounded oh my god i don't know english Expended. I'm working this job also I've been speaking in Chinese, just FYI. So my, my <laughs> code switching is really difficult. That is expunged. A lot of energy expunged when you give birth, which is like minting an NFT. Yeah. And, right. You know, sometimes the value goes down if the baby ends up being an asshole. And if the baby cures cancer, <laughs> then the value goes up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I, I've been making this argument to my wife, you know, that like that. <laughs> You know, minting an NFT is like giving birth Ugh. and like, just stop it with all the Did you? complaints oh my God. about. I meant to send you this video yesterday, Jack, of the presentation for Crypto Land, which is this physical island in Fiji that these crypto people are trying to start. And it's like, it's like fucking Pandora, like of like Avatar, but for crypto bros and everything in this presentation video, it's you can't believe what you're watching because it's like an animated 3D thing and like this bit like hum like this manifestation of like a bitcoin's like hey chris welcome to the island like it's the fucking <laughs> dna character from jurassic park oh and it's like uh-oh he's like you're here with federal fellow hodlers and they're holding on for dear life too and it's like chock full of like crypto memes and they're trying apparently they were trying to build they were I, I don't know if it's still happening but getting people in this idea of this fucking island where everyone can go to and live out their crypto fantasies together but it really just felt like the the tone of the video and like the energy in it just underscored further like the sense of community that a lot of these people are seeking because that's all this thing offered was like here's a physical place where we can be safe together and it looks like a nightmare but to you, it looks great. That's so interesting that you say that community thing, because it's like that when you mentioned the idea of like trying to get people to join, I was thinking of like, that's how sort of religions spread. But religions have obviously value because it provides a community. But when you get into the part where you're like only trying to spread it, you know, then it gets creepy. But it's not the religion itself that's bad. Just like, I don't really think like creating new money is intrinsically bad. But what it is, is just delusional to be like, Basically, we won't have gone to a place where it's valuable and, and unless people aren't trying to get you in, right? It's like exclusive clubs are right. trying to keep you out. Um, but right, right now, if you mentioned to any crypto person wanting to know more, they're like happy to explain it to you because they want more people on their side. So right. it will never feel like it's this exclusive thing until that's gone. And that's still very much here. It'll feel exclusive when the people who have enough of it dump all their shit and then leave people holding the bag. And they'll be like, yeah, we're in this new club called like just obscenely wealthy called elysium where we <laughs> yeah, float right. around in the sky is and... that a new coin no no that's the <laughs> no uh shit that's the space colony we're gonna escape to but the fetishization of these coins these like just ugly jpegs that are like just poor bad you know not even like bad art They're, they don't even like seem to want to be art but like that that's just that's a wild thing that like i did i don't think i had like fully uh appreciated until you just said the like dino dna yeah. version of the nft thing because it is like you know if you've ever known somebody who's like really in like into a drug or into you know like what whatever their like obsession is that has changed their brain chemistry 
they're going to start like projecting weird things into that and like mm. you know fetishizing that and like thinking that like there's something beautiful of about that thing that like there's not really there it's just your brain chemistry and i feel like we're going to be seeing more and more like that with nfts and with crypto that like just the obsession with what whatever the fuck form these things are taking right <laughs> That's a bummer. Do you remember when people used to buy stars? Like that was a thing you could just like name a star. <laughs> star registry, someone. right? That is a hundred percent what I think this is because I think people still can do that, but definitely like it's definitely become a thing where it's like this is stupid, and I can just tell you I named a star after you. That's the same thing as if I wrote to the star people. <laughs> it's like, That's a major <laughs> plot point in the three body problem. By the way, I uh, love the three body problem. I, I do too. the The third book in the series like has a major plot point where they buy a star and it like has an impact because like that star ends up being important. Mm. Anyways, let's take a quick break. So maybe these we'll NFTs right will be important. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Buy one now for your sweetheart for four twenty. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. 
In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And we're back. And so is the world of J.K. Rowling and the Harry Potterverse. So Fantastic Beast series is a fucking mess. Like it kind of has been from Jump Street. Like uh, the, the first one, I remember there was a lot of hype and then it came out and everyone's like, "Ooh, what, what, <laughs> what fresh hell is this? And, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of love for the first two. I think there were two out, maybe three. I mean, Eddie Redmayne's eye candy, so I can't complain what he's, I get to stare at him, but yeah. It, Besides, him, movies yeah. can't be all bad when he's <laughs> on screen. You're just like, well, this is eminently watchable. So, the we're we're now on to the secrets of Dumbledore, which is the newest story. Uh, it's set in the same world as Harry Potter. Obviously, Dumbledore, big big time character, and so every piece of press that this movie gets just seems to be worse than the previous one. Oh, it's. <laughs> Awful. If you do a Google search, like Google News search of just like Fantastic Beasts, it's everything's like, what the fuck happened? Like this yeah. cursed franchise. <laughs> how did it become like the biggest fart of all time? And like that was happening yeah. before like that. You know, I I remember like if you uh, like w when the Star Wars prequels came out, like the reviews mm -hmm. for the Phantom Menace were good. And like the box right. office was huge because people hadn't been able to wrap their mind around like, oh, this sucks. Like, this, right. this sucks in a way that like we did not see coming. And then the bad reviews and the diminishing box office started, I think, around the second one. And then the third one, which ended the trilogy, like people came back and were like, no, actually, like, it turns out these were all good. But like Fantastic Beasts, like the first one. I remember the reviews being like, huh, what the fuck is mm -hmm. what is going on? So anyways, this one covers well, it's not called the wizarding world now. I noticed yeah, that yeah, they like like the, in the trailer. I don't know if they did this before, but it, I, I don't know if this is a consciously because of, you know, JK just <laughs> being a complete trans person. But they definitely I feel like the studio is like, we're not Harry Potter. We're the wizarding world. The Wizarding World, you know, the thing we've always called it. The yeah. Thing that nobody has ever just called it that. Like, suddenly they're just like, from the Wizarding World franchise. You're like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, just throwing you off a little bit. Right. You right. don't want to give too much power to anyone except JK, whose uh, instincts have been fully on point. <laughs> so this one is about young Dumbledore fighting an evil male wizard who happens to be his former lover. But the gay content, like... You know, what should be, it sounds like the emotional crux of the film was actually cut out of the version released in China. And that that might seem like an impossibility based on that <laughs> log line. But that's because it was all it amounted to six seconds. There were six oh. seconds that wow. implied that that let you know the entire reason for the story to be told actually involved a gay subtext. Or text, all, it sounds like. All because Mads Mikkelsen said a line that said, because I was in love with you. And mm -hmm. the summer Gellert and I fell in love. Mm -hmm. They got rid of that <laughs> shit. 
They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're like, you talking to a woman? I like that they're like cutting out the gay, like any gay references, but then they're like, because we've come so far. Remember when like churches are banning Harry Potter because of magic? But now we're just like, magic's fine. Believe in wizards, believe in yeah. evil, but definitely don't believe in gay people. And we're back on that. <laughs> we're yeah. not protest too much, okay? <laughs> the female lead of the first two movies was missing from all the trailers and posters for the new one, which people thought was weird. She was one of the only cast members to call out J.K. Rowling for her transphobia. Ah. And the reason she is missing from all those trailers is because she's only in the full-length movie for uh, barely a minute. And the reason her her character's reason that she can't join on the adventure is because she's, quote, simply too busy, which seems what not. the fuck? That's like, oh, how's Samantha doing now that she's moved to London and yeah. not in this show anymore? Like, really? She's simply too busy. Wow. Mm. Simply too busy having like a moral compass. Yeah. It almost points it out more. Might as well just not have her in it and then have a story because it's like now we notice it. I don't know if you saw the trailer, this version, but I saw it and it was like at the beginning of Everything Everywhere All at Once. And the whole beginning is just like, it sounds like it's an ad for like a commemorative because it's like you we from the studio that brought you Harry Potter. And it's like a bunch of flashbacks, a bunch right. of like replays. It's almost like trying to remind you like, hey, I know we've been through a lot and we all hate J.K. Rowling, but remember when you liked it? Remember? Remember this? Remember that? Anyways, we're going to show you a new trailer. We really hope you buy a ticket. Like, that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah. No, and I think you can, again, just going through these headlines that are written about it. Like, <laughs> there are so many things of saying how Fantastic Beasts became Hollywood's most cursed franchise. It can, like, can this distressed franchise bring the fans back? And I think that one ties in directly to your observation, which is like, do they fucking like know it's Harry, like a fucking Harry Potter movie? Is probably like what the marketing people are like in their meetings and shit. Like, I, I don't know, man. Fucking show Daniel and fucking Emma and all them fucking, you know, the, the like expel the almost shit in the beginning and then they'll fucking get it, right? Uh, but no, nah, it the seems first like 45 minutes of the movie are just previously on <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> they just like show pictures of your childhood. Like right. you and your parents enjoying Disneyland. <laughs> like, remember this? This was right. happy memories for you. So maybe you would like our movie. Remember <laughs> when we used to say transvestite? And it's like, wait, what? Oh my God. <laughs> that get what? in there. I'm just saying, like, we used I'm to just say saying, right. people's sex matters, folks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. I think JK must have written this one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, so they made the decision to cast Johnny Depp. At a time when a lot of rumors were swirling, and then it was immediately revealed that he was abusive and an asshole. And then there's also, so they recast Johnny Depp as uh, Mads Mikkelsen, which can't, okay. can't argue with a, a little Mads in, in my life. And then they, like, right as the movie was about to premiere, Ezra Miller, who is a person that I totally know about because I'm but up he's on the pop flash. culture. Uh huh. And we talked about how he's getting—he's always just—he he was getting arrested all over the place. Oh, is this right before the Hawaii incident? I'm guessing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. So they're just can't can't figure this one out. 
And on top of it, no one gives a shit about these movies to begin with. They're critically reviled. The audiences seem ambivalent. The studio tried to keep the budget around $100 million, but with COVID, it ended up costing around $200 million. And, <laughs> yeah, and the previous movies didn't even do that well even before J.K. Rowling came out as like a vocal online bigot. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think many people just point to that they, you know, Warner Brothers couldn't even like they handled it worse than disney's handling their shit right now <laughs> right where they're like they can't even come out and be like yeah she's bad they're like oh well the thing about jk is we're gonna cancel her jk but for real man she's made way too much money for the studio so we'll just say you're like really empty what they should do i feel like they should just give money to because like the actors the chat the like daniel and emma and Rupert, like they all i feel like are so beloved and they're and obviously they're like moving on with their lives and not coming back to do. And that's why I think people don't care anymore. It's like, give them all money to make an indie film and then like take a cut of it. Whatever. Like that. We'll watch that. I'll watch Daniel Radcliffe directing. I'll watch Emma Watson directing something. Just don't, yeah. don't put it in the Harry Potter universe. Like that's how I'll train spotting. Do train spotting and swap them out. <laughs> but apparently Warner Brothers is <sighs> actually like very seriously considering canceling the series, which was supposed to run for five films. And... <laughs> They're saying it all depends on how The Secrets of Dumbledore is received. Gulp. It came out last week in the UK and made a third of what the first Fantastic Beast movie did. So I don't know. Our, yeah. our, our writer Jam wrote that it's not too late to add a post credit scene where Harry Potter wakes up from a prolonged fever dream after watching Donnie Brasco for the first <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that consider yeah. it you know they, they should give it a give it a shot or you know what they do that what they need to do is the you know rupert whatever the red-haired boy is emma and daniel radcliffe mm -hmm. like they get the people together who are in the films and just do a movie where like it ain't harry potter but like yeah, maybe it is you know what i mean like do oh, that real vague in between shit where they're like we're we've all assembled to make this other film i don't know that's that's my uh my punk my punk rock it. hollywood mind i'm also just like because because the way that hollywood works now is they tend to give these movies to like a young up-and-coming director but it looks like now the david yates was the director of the first one i don't i don't know i think he just made other Harry oh he's, he's done some of the other ones right yeah but anyways those are this is what is being made instead of other films Right. So this is how we pad the pockets of discriminatory bigots. Yeah. Who are like, just cut the fucking faucet off. I mean, like, that's where, like, I feel like now Warner Brothers, you got a good out. You got right. what the fuck you needed. Yeah. Don't don't further finance shit with this person and just, you know, go about your business and make fucking, you know, new shit and new stories that actually tend to do well at the box office. Like you got a fucking winning recipe right in front of you. Mm. Well, Teresa, as always, truly a pleasure having you. Yeah. Other than your uh, disparaging comments about lemon-flavored things, um, which I cannot. Okay, comment. I apologize. Okay, you know, <laughs> look, you can like lemon. I'm just saying it was overrated in my head. But I will say, I almost went with Elon Musk overrated, but I was like, I'm sure someone already did that. So, if that makes you feel better, rewrite history. Just pretend i said elon musk <laughs> not lemon. nah fuck i the lemon i'm with you on the lemons no no on lemon bars <laughs> as well no on lemon bars yeah see that yeah the, the pastries are where i i can't do those 
I have, I've had a good one, you know, and I'm not mad at it, but I don't, I don't gravitate toward the only okay. citrus right. dessert that I gravitate towards is key lime pie. Yeah. And I hate, like, I remember that's eating too much or- for me too. You know those shits that's like chocolate, like orange flavored chocolate? Yeah, no, get, get that the shit the fuck, fuck out, out of here. my fucking face. No, no, no. Orange anything, <laughs> or orange flavored things are not good. I, I do love oranges. Um, no, but, yeah. I will ad- object to that because Chinese okay. can be orange. Like, there's like orange gum. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. Like these like that's classic true. little Chinese bubble gums. Those are so good. So I think sometimes they can do it, but they don't. And taste marmalade like is sure. really good, but that is derived directly from oranges. Orange. Anyways, mm-hmm. Teresa, pleasure having you. Where can people find you? Follow you. Oh well, I'm about to go on tour, so if you guys hey. last time Zeitgang came, showed up, get to those my words shows, out. And I'm finally going back on the road for like two years. I was supposed to do, I think, in 2020. I canceled basically this tour and then i'm doing it now so april 19th to may 3rd i'll be like chicago driving all the way down atlanta i'll be passing through a bunch of cities louisville uh nashville richmond you can find it on my website truesillycomedy.com slash shows um and i'm on (laughs) on instagram at Teresa lee bot i don't know why i forgot how to promote myself but yeah if you come to a show let me know or hit me up before let's hang let's tell me your zeit gang the last atlanta shows and the louisville or Atlanta, Richmond, and Asheville, I'll be doing like longer sets. So come to that. We can get to know each other. Yeah, awesome. Atlanta, I know you're out there. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, absolutely not. I've been just working at this bus uh, <laughs> <laughs> company. Absolutely I am trying to start them truth. a TikTok, but absolutely um, do not want to scramble and find a tweet. I have pretty much not t- touched base with social media for for a week okay good for you healthy, healthy. miles where can people find you what's a tweet you've been enjoying twitter instagram at miles of gray you know about mad boosties 420 day fiance with sophia alexandra is the other podcast talking about 90 day fiance a tweet i like is from at sandra 32 gonza g-o-n-z-a she tweeted the dmv be like you forgot to bring the declaration of independence <laughs> which is so You're- you're like fuck i don't even know where to get some of these documents uh i just felt that one just like i like the heightening shout out to sandra we are fusing uh as human beings because that was mine as well you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien another tweet i've been enjoying is just john ozelay tweeted some gardening life hack tricks i learned with a machete and it's (laughs) just him in his yard next to his kids like little uh fisher price like playground thing just slicing shit up with a machete and ultra slow motion and then doing cool poses and just uh, some real heavy dad shit oh no yeah and then also scott haynes tweeted an incomplete list of new york city places with fucked vibes and i agreed so much with uh, a couple of these 34th street all of it <laughs> yeah. yeah just all the way across east to west 34th street fuck it all hudson yards downtown brooklyn all of it like the barclay center area i'm assuming he's talking about chamber street ac stop which i couldn't place that one but all the other ones i fully agree with anyways you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy 
Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Uh, this is a track called Slow Bones from, ooh, like this is from Tony Allen, who's like the OG Afrobeat drummer who's played with Fela Kuti, and Hugh Masekela, who's another legendary African trumpet player. But it's this, the cool cats mix of a track they did called Slow Bones. Uh, and this is just some nice, you know, get some nice African musicians into your ears and a great remix to give a little bit of a, a new a new twist. But yeah, enjoy, enjoy. All right, well, go check that song out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.